0: Hello, hello out there. This is Crystal from the Spooky Barber Babes. How's everyone doing today? Well, just a heads up, I want to apologize for you guys only getting one video last week. I had a bit of an issue where my entire household got sick. Yay! Well, don't worry, there will be another Delaware episode for everybody. Um, I just wanted to get the Pennsylvania episodes started for the week with a splash of the Delaware in as the week goes on. Um, one of the more interesting parts about this week's episodes is we have one episode that will tie into Delaware, and at the end of the week, there will be an episode that will tie in a Pennsylvania episode slash New Jersey murder. So you will get the uh, intro for both. Um, But today I'm actually going to talk about a relatively recent case. It's not going to be long, um, slightly on the shorter side, but uh, we're going to talk about the July 2017 Bucks County murders. For most of you guys that know, um, this case is focused around the Ben Salem area, Um, at least that's where the two murderers are from, but we're going to dive deeper into them and into the victims in just a little bit. Before we get started though, I do want to give a major shout out to um, everyone yet again for giving me some more ideas on know cases to look forward to and um there is an interesting uh theory that i want to put out there that alaska only has 11 different extreme murders now i don't know many people in alaska but i would love to know if you guys do and if so if you guys can reach out to me or Brianna at the Spooky Barber Babes on Facebook, or even hit us up on Instagram, uh, again at the Spooky Barber Babes, just to kind of give us some ideas. Because let me tell you, it is not easy to find stuff. Well, let's get started. So, we're gonna jump right in with victim number one. Um, I'm actually not gonna talk about the murderers, like who they were, anything like that, until closer to the end once we get the main grasp of the story. So do not light me on fire if I pronounce these names wrong. But victim number one was Jimmy Taro Patrick. He was born in 1998 and went missing and found dead in July of 2017. He was a sophomore majoring in business at Loyola University, Maryland. He was last seen at 6 p.m. on July 5th in Newtown, PA. Jimmy had met with a man, I say man because he was in his 20s, by the name of Cosmo DeNardo That evening, to buy what was told as four pounds of weed for $8,000. That's a little expensive. But when DeNardo had picked up Patrick from wherever he picked him up from, Patrick didn't have the money. He only had $800 and, uh, well, it wasn't enough to get him the weed he wanted. But DeNardo said, hey, don't worries. I have a shotgun I can sell you for the $800. Come with me. So he drove him to a secluded area on his family's farm. And Donardo used a 22 caliber rifle. I'm assuming this was the gun that he was telling uh, Jimmy Patrick that he was going to let him by. And instead he shot him and then used a backhoe to bury his body in a six-foot-deep hole on his family's property in Solbury Township. Now, you can kind of figure out who the murderer is here, um, but I'm not going to tell you anything more about him until we move on. Now, victim number two, I am only using his first name after I tell you his whole name because I know I am going to butcher the last name. But victim number two was Dean Finocciaro. He was born in 1997 and died in 2017. He was last seen, however, on July 7th around 6.30 p.m., being picked up by an unidentified person who later was believed to either be Cosmo DiNardo or a man by the name of Sean Michael Kratz. On July 12th of 2017, remains were found in a grave on a Solbury Township farm that was owned by, you guessed it, Donardo's parents. There were two other bodies that were also found with Dean's remains. But what's interesting about this is later, Donardo would then say how Dean was, they had a great friendship, like a really good relationship, and that they were like cousins. Now, here's where it gets interested. Donardo was meeting with Dean, again, to sell Dean weed. Yes, you guessed it. Mr. Donardo is a drug dealer. Of course, drug of dealing of choice is weed, which, again, now is legal in some states. Um, But yeah... But in this instance, however, Donardo was not alone. This is the first involvement with Kratz. Both men shot him repeatedly, and his body was placed in a metal oil tank, which they basically later referred to as the pig roaster not really much was said about Dean's, um, death that I could really find. Um, I know there was a moment where they said that, um, Kratz had said that it was DiNardo that killed him and put the bullet in him. But DiNardo was like, no, no, no. Kratz is the one that put the bullet in him first. And there's really no definition. They just kept pointing the blame at who did it, like who pull the trigger first which I mean does that really matter you both shot a man like did you need to do that victims number three and four is Mark Sturgis born in 1994 and Thomas Mio born in 1996 both men worked for Sturgis's father's construction company and neither one mind you, showed up for work. Like, there was a big situation going on there. But both men were also last seen on July 7th of 2017. But these two were last seen around 7 p.m. So Dean was last seen around 6.30. And these two men were last seen around 7, which means roughly it was about, what, 30 minutes? If that, in between the murders, I mean, like holy cow! But since both men did go missing the next day on July eighth, um, you know they weren't they weren't answering their phone calls. Uh, their phones went tra- straight to voicemail. They didn't show up. You know, people started to worry. It was later stated that DeNardo met with both men to sell Mio weed. Now, it's a couple different articles state that he met the men at a church where he picked them up and then took him back to his family's farm. Um, but it was stated that both Kratz and Donardo were there. But when the men exited the their ve- the vehicle that they were brought to the farm in, uh, Donardo and Kratz started shooting, just like straight up shooting like as soon as the men got out of the car uh they was said that after they ran out of bullets dinardo then ran mio over who was still alive with a backhoe both bodies were then placed in the same metal drum with dean and then gasoline was poured on the bodies dinardo was unsuccessful in trying to burn them and disintegrate the bodies. But since that didn't work, he just buried them in a 12-foot deep hole in on the property. And that was a little gruesome, if you ask me. But, again, going through research notes, don't get mad at me. <laughs> it was stated on an NBC article that I had read that um, Mio, however, was shot first and that it was um, Sturgis that started running, but he was shot and killed instantly, Um, which I mean, kudos, I guess you didn't have to suffer and your, your poor friend did and that really is horrifying and horrible on that end but at least you know you didn't suffer i guess maybe be a little more wise at who you go with to go pick up weed and don't get into strangers vehicles i mean parents taught me stranger danger as a kid so well your buddy knows them do you so now i'm going to get into who the murderers are Cosimo DiNardo and Sean Michael Kratz both were 20 at the time when they murdered their victims. DiNardo was a drug dealer who was setting up meetings with um, these men who went missing and then were later found dead. And he was just a really shady character. But, hmm, hmm, interesting, interesting, interesting. There's a few different things that I like found through that I found was just like what the hell so I'm, I'm kind of gonna like try to skip around through my notes here so July 8th when you know Mark and uh, Tom don't show up for work their phones go missing police are still out looking for Dean And they found, like, they were able to track his cell phone to the 90-acre Solbury Township farm that was owned by Antonio and Sandra DiNardo. Um, The parents also owned a cement and construction company that was called Kosen LLC construction and cement company but their attorney did say that they were not connected um and nor was the companies they weren't connected to the alleged homicide which pretty much is like mom and dad had no idea they just had this huge acreage of land and you know son kind of took advantage um but so with that all (laughs) said on July 10th, um, DiNardo was arrested for an unrelated weapons charge. And here's the kicker. He had 30 run-ins with local police. But never had any criminal charges pressed against him. No, no convictions, no nothing. Um, now, with this unrelated weapons charge. Again, unrelated, has nothing to do with the murders. They have no idea that these murders have even happened. But the unrelated firearm charge was actually um, because Donardo had possessed a 20 gauge shotgun um, that he was not legally allowed to own due to mental illness. Um, I guess I don't know if this is just a thing with you know when you're involuntary, commi- involuntarily committed for inpatient care at mental facilities. I don't think you're allowed to like own weapons or at least shotguns out of like fear of harmful danger. So that right there just tells me <laughs> this 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 man was unstable, but clearly he was stable enough to concoct this whole plan. Um, but again. His father owned a construction and cement company. Very wealthy. So while sitting in, you know, detainment, I guess, his father posted 10% of his 1 million bail in cash. And Cosmo was released. He was, you know, let go later that day. But however, police did get him again on july 12th cosimo was arrested and charged with stealing and attempted to sell a car to you guessed it it it's one of his victims cars he tried selling deceased thomas mio's car for 500 dollars. what the hell i guess you know gotta get rid of some evidence i, I don't know but when the family went through the car themselves, there, it was very suspicious because um, Mio's insulin was still inside the vehicle, which they were like, no, 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 he would have had that on him. There's no way he would have left that in the car. Um, bail at this time was set at $5 million. Yes, you heard me. $5 million. hmm. <laughs> On July 13th of 2017, Cosmo confessed to murdering the three people. Well, four, but we'll get to that. In exchange, prosecutors stated that they would not seek the death penalty. On July 14th, Sean Kratz, who was Cosimo's second cousin, was arrested and charged with three counts of homicide. Now... That is where I got my three from. (laughs) So, Cosimo DiNardo, born January 21st, 1997, was charged with homicide, conspiracy to commit homicide, abuse of corpse, robbery, possession of instruments of crime. All four counts. Sean Kratz, born February 14th, 1997, his charges were homicide, conspiracy to commit homicide, abuse of corpse, robbery, possession of instruments of crime, but only three counts. Now, unlike Cosimo, who's basically had his, or, you know, never been really convicted of anything, kind of a clean slate kid, Kratz was not Kratz had a record for burglary, conspiracy, criminal trespassing, theft, receiving stolen property, and criminal mischief. Now, we've got to fast forward about a little less than a year later. On May 16th of 2018, Donardo pled guilty to all charges. Kratz, however, rejected the plea deal of 118 years with possibility of parole after 59 years served. Fast forward to November 15th of 2019. Kratz got his trial. Kratz was convicted of first and second degree murder in Dean's death and voluntarily eh, voluntary manslaughter in the deaths of Thomas Neo and Mark Sturgis. He was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Now, he could have taken a plea deal almost, well, not even almost a year, but a year and a half prior that could have seen him seeing daylight at 79 because he was 20 at the time of the murders. is 79, 80 years old. He just said, no, forget that. I'm not going to do it. Uh, and then he's now serving life in jail, which I mean might be better if you think about it. I mean he, he kind of was leading a leading a life of crime, um, but the weapons that were the weapon that was used in killing um, th- Thomas and Mark was a Smith and Wesson three uh, three fifty seven revolver. Both of the men were held without bail on the murder charges. Now, they did say, um, the Bucks County DA, Matt Weintraub, had stated in an article that I'd read saying that if Donardo didn't make the deal when they did, they would still be looking for Jimmy Patrick. So, yeah, it sucks he got a deal out of it, but... At least they were able to put a family to rest and say, yes, like, it's the thing. But all the families of the victims, they had to agree to take the death penalty off the table so that way they could get that. Um, but, I mean, that's it for tonight. Bit of a whirlwind. Really on the shorter end. Um, I just... I don't know oh wait <laughs> let me backtrack real quick because i have forgot something this is what happens when i record so late at night i forget things dun da 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 dinardo has also claimed which these are claims and they have not been verified that he had killed two other people over the previous five years of him killing these four people Again, nothing was set in stone. They couldn't actually figure out if he did or if he, you know, was just making something up because clearly he might not have been mentally sound at the time. Um, And also, there was motive. So Donardo confessed to killing the men because he felt cheated and threatened during his junk exchange transactions excuse me what you had a gun on you these men were literally just like oh okay i want to buy weed i don't know like any stoner person that i know i don't think they go to transactions of buying weed with a gun going like yeah i'm gonna threaten my dealer Are are you kidding me they just want to get stoned and have the munchies like they're not the hell paranoid paranoid Um, he did, however, again, he told them where to find Patrick's body and it was found in another grave on the family's property, but the way it was explained is that he kind of just set, wanted to set these guys up on the farm to buy weed and then, you know, off them. He took them to a private place, a place that like only he knew really, like he didn't have them meet him at the farm, No. He would have had to get rid of, like, more vehicles and stuff. Oh, he picked up the guys. He took them where he had to and did his thing, which sucks. And it sucks that, like, four people, you know, Dean was 19. Uh, Thomas was 21. Jim, Jimmy was only 19. And Mark was 22. I mean, granted, they weren't, like, minors, but they were still someone's sons. And I don't think, like, anyone deserves that kind of, like, death. Especially over just a little bit of weed. Um, I don't know. I didn't look to see if the family is still in Bucks County. Obviously, the two of them are in jail. Serving their time. Um, the only thing I did not see was, um, like, what DiNardo actually got for pleading guilty. Like, I don't know if it was, you know... The same sentence, like, plea deal that they were going to give Kratz, um, I I, I didn't see anything about that. Uh, I guess they kind of wanted to keep that hush-hush. All that mattered to them, to him, was he wasn't going to be sentenced to death. I don't know. I just, I feel like the dude was just paranoid. And he got bailed out of a lot of really bad situations. And instead of getting help, he just kept getting bailed out. And that sucks. Because I feel like that just taught him that he could get away with anything. And he did, in fact, just, he tried to get away with the ultimate thing. Murder. But that didn't work. No, no. did not work. Um, Again, you know, those are just my my afterthoughts on it. Is I'm just like, really? (sighs) But my other question... (laughs) side note again because you know squirrel brain where the hell did he get these guns from like they never in any of the articles i find they never told me like were they daddy's guns did he steal the guns did he buy them out of a trunk somewhere god why do i think of this stuff (laughs) And just in case you guys, you know, for those of you that do not actually know me, um, yes, I am a squirrel brain in real life. Um, This is not an act. It's legit like, oh, look, something shiny mid-conversation and I completely forget what I was talking about half the time. Um, But when it comes to this, I could talk about it for hours, Um, (laughs) which I think people don't mind. Some people probably think I need a hobby, but hey, guess what? This is my hobby. This is my life. I enjoy talking about crimes, murder, watching documentaries, filling my brain with useless knowledge of serial killers. Um, and that's what I'm here to do for you all is fill your brains with random useless knowledge of random cases that you probably never would have even known about if you didn't live locally in the area. Lord knows I didn't even know about these. And, um, I don't live that far away from Pan-Salem, where, you know, <laughs> most of this happened at. I don't live that far away. Um, and I didn't live that far away during the time of this all happening. So it's like, damn, even I didn't know. So, see? The more you know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for me for this evening. But stay tuned, because this week... My next episode is about Nicholas Yaris, a man who literally ha- was framed, but wasn't framed by uh, the murderer. No, no. He was framed by our wonderful justice system. That will be coming at you guys Wednesday. Again, I apologize for this. It's so late. But uh, yeah, life happens i work (laughs) and then on friday will be the case of Charles edmund cullen if that name sounds familiar to you you probably know because even i knew about this case and the name was like oh somewhat a dr death in his own standing but he wasn't a doctor stay tuned for friday night's episode and I will see you guys later. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, and who knows, I may even do a YouTube channel video for the Charles Edmund Cullen case because, let's face it, I am an expressive person. (laughs) So, see you guys next time.